Yo, Broski, turn the gain up. Hey, yo, Ren, turn that up. They won't swallow, we let them sticks breathe. Now my kind, I think they miss breathe. Go out there, ride like I'm fishing. Another level, I'm on a big league. They want some money like a beast, please. It's fried like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullets still fly. Good morning, good morning, good morning, man. It's early morning. We're here. Basketball never waits, so you know that we can't take a break either. But a lot of things have happened in the NBA since we last spoke. A lot of hot trends. A lot of stuff that may be true or may be fraudulent. So I know that we got to get into it. Um, so today we're just going to dig into buying and selling some of these trends going on in the NBA as well as player performances. It's early morning, so we're going to try to pep this up as much as we can. Um, but yeah, let's talk to the boys before we get into it. Kev, what have you been up to? Talk to me. Uh, it's good to be back, you know. Um... Marvin Bagley's father is about to ruin his whole career, but we're here nonetheless. Yeah, he might he might actually be ruining his career, but his brother's nasty, so he might have a second chance at it. So, um, uh, Chris, talk a, to me. <laughs> yeah, yo, last time uh, Mans were here, Mans were saying that Steph is on fraud watch. He's still on fraud watch. He, he they won the Chicago game thanks to David Lee, his his uh father, what's uh, brother in law. Yeah. Uh, the brother-in-law saved the legacy on that night. Uh, but since then, it's just been L's. You know what so, I'm saying? So, so now they beat Detroit. What did, What are they, like two and six? No, nah, they're two and three, fam. Not two and three. They're two and three? All right. So we're just yeah, on fraud watch. Time still. Yeah, tech we're just time. on fraud watch still. We're on fraud watch. They are the second last team in the West, though. Yeah, right which is why yeah, yeah, which is why I didn't completely fix up and say he's off a of fraud watch. Yeah, I yeah. still I still know they're bad. But Denver's right. in last place as we speak. So, so. What? Well that'll correct itself. Will it? <laughs> <All right>. Will <laughs> it? Save that for later still. All right, let's save for later. Let's let's jump into the first topic. Um so again, a lot of things were going on in the NBA, a lot of big performances, a lot of blowouts for whatever reason, but um it is still a little bit premature, but we're basically just gonna dig into some of these trends and see if we're buying or selling. So I'll pose the question and everybody just go on a round table and give their opinions on whether they're buying or selling. Simple as that. Um, so in regards to the Hawks and the Suns being the top teams respectively in their conferences, are we buying or selling that? Obviously, when I say that, take it with a grain of salt, maybe not being the number one seed because it's hard to go from not being a playoff contender at all to being the number one seed. But are we buying them as a top seed in the conference respectively? Kev, what do you think? Uh, when you say, yeah, for me, I'm buying, I'm buying the Hawks though, because um, the East is looking oh, set. Well, looky here, I'm buying the Hawks. Um, from what I'm seeing, they play very well. Uh, going into the season, I said I don't like accident to challenge, but I never saw them as a lock. Uh, first couple of games, I've watched them a lot, and they look really good. Trey looks like he's touched another level. Um, way more depth than before. You got guys like DeAndre Hunter playing better. Cam Reddish, who probably had one of the worst rookie seasons I've seen in a while, playing a lot better. Um, Suns, I'm selling. Just too hard. It's just too hard for them to be a top team. I think they're great. And right now, I think they're the best team in their conference at 5-1. and one. That's just a Chris Paul effect, man. Um, it's that simple for me. But I'm not. I'm not convinced that they're a top team in the conference when, you know, we still have the Clippers, Lakers, and teams like Dallas. 
Honestly, they just might be still Utah. I don't know. I'm selling both of them. They're both not going to be the top teams in their conference. But in in selling them, that doesn't mean that I'm saying that they're both not making the playoffs because I had both of them in the playoffs. Um, Atlanta, that offense is ridiculous, and it was it was. It was okay last year. Trey was really pushing, you know, the the the, the buck last year. But this year, he, he has his friends now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Collins is one of the most athletic bigs in the league. He's playing great. He wants his bag. And then you turn to DeAndre Hunter, who made a good – he's he's making a, a leap from his first year to his second year from just being a guy out there that's just floating around. So now he's actually, you know – asserting himself on the floor and that's what like, he wasn't doing that last year cam reddish is cam reddish now he's not asshole he, you can say he's cam reddish um and then you guys you have guys that, like rondo coming off the bench that's getting double doubles in like 25 minutes like they're a good team they just won't be able to stop anyone which is why i don't have them like you can't win every game 145 to 140 which is why i don't have them as a top team in the east but besides that like they're gonna make the playoffs off of the offense alone and then the suns it's not only Chris Chris Paul because you guys you have guys like Mikhail Bridges that's hooping out of his mind right now. He's always been efficient, but now he's up the volume, up the uh, usage rate, and he's still being efficient. So that's great. And then you have dogs like Crowder that you picked up. Um, Cam Johnson's hooping. Like that team is a good team. They're not going to be the top because it's the West. Like you have the Lakers, you have um, the Clippers. So that's that's the spot for them. But then once you get past that, I can see them anywhere from like fourth to eighth. Because that's just what the West is. Yeah, me personally, um, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if I'm buying any of that. Just because, yeah, the, as you said, the Hawks are good, but they, I don't know, I don't know who they're guarding, right? Like, I don't know who they're guarding. They're out there getting buckets, and again, I'm not gonna buy them as a number one seed, just because I understand what goes into that, right? Speed number. One so just a top a top team. Yeah, yeah. but and that's what I'm saying. I'm buying them as a top as a top four or five team in the in the East, just because buckets aren't easy to come by. Like we've seen teams like Boston struggling to score every game. Like they they get buckets really easily, but again, they're getting scored on just as easily. So the way I'm looking at it, everything shakes out, they should end up in the four to five seed range, which is no small feat. Like that's something to to hang your hat on, especially if you're coming from the last place in the conference or near the last place in the conference. Um, Suns, I'm definitely selling that just because, like, I see, I watched two games and yeah, y'all, y'all hit some clutch buckets in the end to, to close out some of those tough games. But like, how, 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 how long are you going to be able to do that for it? And like, yeah, Devin Booker's not playing at his best right now, so we can expect him to take a leap. But realistically, like for me to expect you to jump over teams like the Lakers, Clippers, Utah, Denver, like even when the Rockets get it together, whether they, depending on what happens with Harden, like. It's just not feasible. Like I, I'm looking at them more of a seventh, eighth seed as opposed to like a top three seed, to be honest. Well, so when I hear top four, I think when I hear top team, I think top four. Like you split the seedings in half, you're in the top half, right? Um, I here's the thing about this season specifically, right? In previous years, a five and one start, a four and one start, there was an 82 game schedule. That five and one or a four and two start in a seventy-two game schedule is a big difference. Yeah, you're basically Huge. like eight and one. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Or Huge nine and one. Difference. Huge difference. Just like just like the Nuggets. If we look at a team like the Nuggets or even the the Raptors that we'll get to later, that one and four start is not the same as a one and four start in eighty-two game season. 
So there's going to be teams that are looking up in the standings right now saying, all right, we can turn this around. But can you? And there's going to be teams that started off hot, like the Suns, like the Pelicans, who are 4-2. And and we're going to say, okay, they're supposed to cool off. But in a 72-game schedule, it has to start happening soon. Might as well have a month to get it going right now. So, yeah, I I hear you guys, right? It's just they're playing so well. Again, the West, so I I took out the Suns. But what the Hawks are doing and the way the Raptors were playing, a team that, like, occupied a top four seed for years and Boston's offense is looking garbage. I got to take Atlanta as a top team right now still. The thing is, like, we're still early enough. I, 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 the point of it's 72 games is is um is noted, but it's still early enough. No, no, it definitely where, is still to early. To where Mans can, yeah, to where Mans yeah. can fluctuate. So that's why I'm saying, like, nah, I, if you're going to pick, you want your offense, right? If, if somebody says, do you want to be a top offense or a top defense? You're going to take offense because we understand that at the end of the day, when it all boils down, the score. better offense beats better de- good defense period right but at the same time you can only rely on offense so much because you're going to have up and downs in time in terms of your your um variance like hitting shots games missed games played all of that type of shit right so if you have no defense you can't keep the ship afloat and they just have no defense that's why i wouldn't i wouldn't pick them to stay a top team in the east but they're definitely a threat like coming in we have to remember collins was on fucking meds last last year, right? So he missed twenty five games. That alone, you know, really fucked up their their win totals. So having him hopefully on the straight and narrow this year, <laughs> like it's gonna help. It's just, it's it's definitely gonna help. Hey, that Gallo contract is already looking like a wash, though. Yeah, that guy is not is not prepared to buy. I remember when he he landed on the ankle and was hobbling. Fam, we we knew this though. It's, it's, we knew this when we saw yeah, like, so, so, when Atlanta so signed him. You knew this. Listen, this league is, is is stupid in my opinion for one reason. One year can define a player. You saw Gallo be injury prone for literally almost half of my life, <laughs> and he has one good year in OKC where he's healthy. You know they rest him on back to backs, but he's healthy overall by his standards. And now man's just forgetting and give him a four-year deal. Granted, the last year that deal's not guaranteed, but I hear you. I hear you. They don't even need him. True. But I guess, yo, Atlanta was just like, yo, let me just get everybody because, yo, we have to make, start winning games. Like, it's just that simple. But um, about Atlanta's defense, I think the problem is, is Atlanta's defense, I think it's, it's similar to the Boston and Isaiah Thomas situation. It's just like they're so potent offensively because of Trey Young. But on the opposite end, like they have to be pulling out all these tricks and wizardry to even be competent on defense because of Trey Young, right? So it's like a bittersweet feeling. Like he's powering your offense, but he's ruining your defense. Like you know, because I don't think Atlanta, in and of itself, is a bad defensive team. I just think Trey Young out there is just sabotaging. Because like I'm they, watching they him, and he's not even trying. He's not. They trying. don't have a chance. To... Yeah, he doesn't. No, nah, but like as he's I not watch, trying though. They're not a team. Yeah, I know, but they're not a team that strikes me as yo. They could put it together. Like they just don't have a chance, in my opinion. Still. Because of Trey Young, like even if he tries, he's just, if he tries, he's just gonna look like Steph Curry, and he doesn't have the guys around him to supplement that. Yeah, he dies on screens. It's they, insane to me. They can keep it afloat if if uh, if Trey would start being more like an IQ type defender, and in the sense of 
getting deflections and getting steals, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he makes himself present off ball and he becomes a threat in that type of way, then you can make it passable. But he's a complete zero and he can't be a complete zero. Like you're not, if he wants to win a championship, he has to understand you can't be completely zero. Like he needs yeah, to go watch some so. Allen Iverson or watch whoever you need to watch and ha- look how they did it off ball. Upper steel game, fam. Like get two two steals a night, be a pest on defense, and then you can be passable. That's not happening still. And he's not even there yet, man. At this point, it's it's a playoff thing. Let him sort that out next year after he gets bounced out the first round. Still, I mean, even if he gets bounced out the first round, it still could be an accomplishment because he was a sniffing yeah, playoff before. That, so. like, he might as not think about championship yet. Still, let's, let's take one step at a time, fam. <laughs> school to task, school to task. But let's move forward. Um, so next on the docket, we got the Rockets and the Wizards trade. More specifically, the John Wall for Russell Westbrook trade. Are we buying or selling this trade? So let me start this off right now because I was a I was a previous Wizard fan. That, 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 that the Rockets won the trade, right? Yeah, the, the Rockets definitely won the trade. But I'm a Wizards fan, and I jumped off the boat years ago. But goddamn, <laughs> like, yo, that looks bad. It looks bad. So what are they? One in one in four? Like. In the with, one with, game that Russell with Beal putting up thirty one, pieces one. and him getting triple doubles, like, come on, the team is bad. <laughs> like the Rockets definitely won. I was watching John Wall last night, looking like he's slicing and dicing the off the defense up, was carving up man's going left strong, like it like it was four years ago. Like honestly, like yeah, they got snagged. <laughs> Wizards definitely got snagged yes, on that me, one. I'm buying that the Rockets won this deal still because I've seen enough. Like, it's not about the whole question about John. The whole reason why we came on this pod and said that Rockets, uh, Washington won that deal was for the similar fact that one we hadn't seen play and the other one was out here putting up 27 a game the night before, uh, the season before, regardless of how shit we is. The unknown is why we said that the Wizards have won the deal. There's no unknowns anymore. I've seen John Wall looking just like 2018 John Wall. And his shot's falling right now. Obviously, I expect some type of regression, but I'm just talking about what I can see, his athleticism. He looks perfectly fine. And with that wizard start, it just looks bad still. They're looking like that team that's not going to be able to dig themselves out. Yo, it's a shame, fam. It's a shame because I knew Russell Westbrook is shit. I knew it. I, I've always knew, known it. I've known it for the past, like, three, four years now. He's shit. He's he's not a winning player. No matter how much triple-doubles he wants to receive or wants to get, it's not going to work. But the fact that John Wall is going out there, fresh off the corona. I don't even know if he had corona or not. He didn't have it. <clears throat> but that game that he put forth last night, and even the game before then, the game last night, fam, that was John Wall, fam. That was John Wall. I'm like, bro. We're talking about forget the points, which was twenty eight buckets. That is that's buckaroos. Three steals and two blocks, fam. That's John Wall. <laughs> like it's just cr- and he's out there hustling and, and 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 putting in bigger energy on the defensive end. Like and then you look on the other side and it's like, yeah, you got the triple doubles, but you also have the inefficient, turnover prone, no defense. Nigga, like for for forty million just now, if not forty million already, it's yeah, like past forty still. It's like fam, like honestly, Wizards fans, they have to be, they have to be sick 
Because if you're looking at a guy like John Wall right now and you're a DC fan, you're saying to yourself, fam, we should have just kept we should have just kept him. And the thing is, they didn't even give it a chance. They didn't even give him a chance to say, let me see what I can do out here. You know what I'm saying? Well, we like, can't we can't blame them for that one because we thought they, they looked at us. Is that which is which is completely fair, but I'm saying if you're a DC fan, like all of that yeah, doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Like all of that goes out the window. Because if I'm a DC fan waking up this morning after I just saw John Wall uh, last night, I'm saying, well, fuck, man. We should at least let the man play in a jersey to see what he's saying coming off of the injury. Now it's looking like he's better than, than Russell Westbrook. If not, you know what I'm saying? If if not, all, like, miles better than Russell Westbrook right now. But Okay, but to play devil's like, advocate, if I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute, we also have to understand, like, it's not like John Wall is new to that team. They've seen what John Wall and Bradley Beal at their heights would have been. Like, I don't think they were ever looking at the situation and saying that with this current tandem, him off the Achilles would been would have been a better tandem than when John Wall and, and Bradley Beal were both all-stars. I don't know. I, I, I don't know because, like, Here's the thing. Beal, that's... Took a, Beal took a jump still. And Wall so took I think, a step down. It's that, yeah, fair, fair Rob's way no, to take, no, take this no, in. No, we didn't know that. No, 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 no. We, we, knew, we knew he would. He, he expected a lot of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the logical guess is that he takes yeah, a step back. Yeah, but facts. in saying that, though, in, when you say when when you say we we we've already seen that pairing, that pairing has only produced playoff appearances. So if the only way that they that the Wizards can win the trade is if they do more than they would have they they've done with John Wall, basically, regardless of coming off of the injury, any of that, they have to do better than than the than the John Wall and Bradley Beal pairing. And it looks like they're missing the playoffs. I agree. As a former Wizards fan, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that like the decision-making in that organization isn't always the greatest. But the way I'm looking at it, and again, I agree with you guys about the Rockets because I think the Rockets won the trade, but I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I think that they understand that like that relationship, for one, has been exhausted because as much as we want to say that they're a good pairing on paper, I don't think those guys ever liked each other. Two... Um, Bradley Beal took a step up, but to expect John Wall to be 75% of what John Wall was pre-injury would have been really, really bullish. So that's another factor. And then the surrounding team wasn't that good to begin with. So at least they're looking at it like, yo, the team's already garbage. Beal's going to give us 30 a game regardless. Let's throw in an all-NBA player and cut ties with the guy fresh off the Achilles. And I don't blame them for that. Yeah. It just it soiled them out. Like, I'm, it, not, it I'm, I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming them. All I'm saying is, at the end of the day, they lost. And it's it's just fucked. It's a shame. That's all it is. Like goddamn. Like I, nobody thought they would lose, but they lost. It, it is what it is, fam. It just is what it is because you, you're gonna miss the playoffs. And what happens now if you miss the playoffs? And Bradley Beal says, "Fuck off." Um, now you're stuck with Russell Westbrook. That's come on. <laughs> like, Yo, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm starting to believe that Bradley Beal might not be that good. Still, he might. He's starting to look to me. I understand the numbers. He can do it all, yada, yada, yada. But to me, he's starting to get into that Russell Westwood conversation where the numbers look good, but it's not really working on paper. You know what I mean? Because Honestly, I'm- he had that team in ninth place last year, man, with literally scrubs on the roster. Like, I'm not saying he's a man that's carrying your team like a Harden, but is, is there another two-guard better than him after Harden? Is PG a two-guard? No. He would have to be fine. He has to be a two-guard this year. Where, where, where is he playing then? <laughs> Paul George has not been a two-guard for at least five years. So, but so fine. If Maz want to give it that, if Maz want to give it that, okay, he's a two-guard. What about after that? Jalen Brown. 
Is Jimmy That's a, a debatable guard? one. That's, Jimmy's not a two guard. Jimmy's not a two, but Jalen Brown right now? Jalen yeah, Brown's a two guard. So. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, and that, yo, we're not saying Jalen Brown is better than him by just looking at what Jalen Brown did last season compared to now. Jalen Brown's on a mod team this year. So fair. It's not, yeah. So you can't just discount Beal because Jalen Brown's on a mod team. I would still put Beal over Jalen, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, because the argue there's obviously an argument for it as we speak right now based on what Jalen Brown is doing. Yeah, I don't know. Van I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're disrespectful. <laughs> we'll talk about the Raptors, though. We'll, Jesus Christ. We'll get to them, but let's move forward. Um, next on the docket, we got the Nets as Eastern Conference champs with Dinwiddie out. Um, Kev, I'll shoot to you. Start us off on this one. What do you think? Buying or selling? The Nets, I'm selling still. Um, again, I never had them as a favorite just because it's a long season. As we speak, as good as the Nets have looked and all the hype from week one, they're three and three as we speak still. And this is what I expected. I don't think they're going to have a great seed. I think they're going to end up playing a team like the Celtics first round. And I'm not saying they're going to get bounced, but to start with the Celtics first round and trying to make it all the way to the playoffs with men like KD and Kyrie who have questions about their durability, and that's who you have to start with instead of the team like the Magic, it's going to be tough. Um, there's absolutely zero defense. And now their offense that it was that we ex- that we expect to be extremely potent just lost their, what, third playmaker? And now... You kind of have Levert in a more role where his efficiency and he basically has more responsibility within his role, which I think makes Levine, Levert's role harder. Like it doesn't bring out his talents where he can just go out there, get buckets, play pick and roll, try and make make plays. So I'm selling. They might have to make a deal come time because I don't know who they're starting when it, when it's really drama time. Yeah, that Spencer, that Spencer Dinwiddie um, injury really, really fucked with them, and that that's for sure. But at the same time, like everything that I've seen is expected. Like I knew they weren't going to play any defense, but then at the same point, like I didn't know what Kevin Durant would be, and Kevin Durant looks like the Slim Reaper still. So I still think they're going to be just fine. I, I I wouldn't be able to say I'm not going to say that they're going to be the top team in the East, but they're definitely going to be a top four team. Like if I was going to put my money behind something, I would put my money down for them to be a top four team in the East off the strength of KD and Kyrie alone. And it is a regular season. Like the my only apprehension is like, yeah, they're going to rest them on back to backs, but you don't got to rest both of them on the same night, fam. Like why why do that? <laughs> I said this. Like, like you don't gotta do that. Like you just stagger the thing, fam. Kyrie like, one is of not them went out there without KD. He made it clear. Now, here's the thing, though. Like Kyrie should be able to go out there alone and beat. Like, and when I say back to backs, like obviously you, you, I would what I would do if I was them. I would play both of them <clears throat> on you know the nights where you play the better team. Like if you if you're playing like Utah, and then the next game like you're gonna go and play Minnesota. Like, you can bench KD against Minnesota, and Kyrie should be able to, to take that game and win it because th- that's the respect I have for Kyrie. Based yeah. on Kyrie, like, we see Kyrie this. has... That next team was 2-5 and five when, that, when Kyrie played last year, dropping 38 games still. But he should be able to go out there and beat Minnesota. And he was playing teams like Minnesota, and he couldn't beat them, fam. I don't know. 
monster. He should be able to do it. I, I would say that, that we believe him to do it, but we gotta look at recent history still. Like he can't keep. We know what his talent is, but we know what he does when he's on his own and the lights are on and him alone. He knows it too. That's why he's not popping out no more. That's not nah, fun. It was one time when he sat. So I'm not going to say that he's afraid to go out there without KD off rip off because they sat one game. Let me see what let me see what it's saying. Like we have if there's a, if there's a um there's a pattern of it, then I would say I like he's actually not trying to hoop if KD's not hooping. But in, it's one in game. The, in the first game of the season, Kyrie dropped 50 points last year and lost to Minnesota. Drop that right there for you. <laughs> Fam. With all that being said, what did he what did he come out this year and say on the IG live? Niggas forgot. I'm coming at next this year. That's what he said. And so far he ain't lie. So why isn't he playing if you're coming for next? You so you some so far, words if alive, you put the man on the stand. Play some he words and you're giving out your man gives you man, some sweet words and you is he lying though? <laughs> and you give it out. He's not. Bro, the, way, the way I look you're at it is you can't say you're coming for next year and then you're not playing. In answering the question, are you buying or selling the Nets as Eastern Conference Championship favorites? With no, I, I said that. No, they're not. They, they're not going to be number one. You're in selling. The, I'm selling that, yes. But at the same time, they are going to be top four. Because you were sounding like they're not going to be a top four team based on them playing the Celtics in the first round. Well, hold on, Chris. I think you're misunderstanding the question. The question's postseason time, not regular. That not, that's not what I said still. That's not what I said still. I'm not saying that's why. I'm just saying. So we're talking about postseason, though, right? Like the regular season doesn't matter in, the, in relates to the question, no? Because if we're saying Eastern Conference champs, we're assuming them to be in the playoffs, bringing it to the to the to the type to the Eastern Conference championship. But that don't matter what about the regular season. Oh no, I thought man, we were talking about top t- top seed in the East coming out, com- going into the playoffs. Nah, Eastern Conference champ. I mean, that's how I interpreted the question. Eastern Conference Finals was the question. Was how was the question supposed to be posed? Well, no, nah, I don't have them there either. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I honestly, I have them. I have them in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if I have them as the favorites because, um, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely selling still. I have them in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't have them. I don't have them as a favorite still, just because I feel like Giannis is on a mission this year. And I know this sounds like a broken record. Love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, me. I'm just saying. Giannis, he's on a Giannis mission. Is bad. Nah, he's bad, fam. Giannis yeah. is bad. I feel like Giannis he's knows. Bad, where the, I feel like he knows where the bread and butter is at this year, and like he might fam. feel the need to take the the pedal off the metal in the regular season and actually be able to perform in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. All right. Listen to me. And this is all in in relation to other superstars when I say this, right? When you put all the superstars in a hat, Giannis is bad, fam. And the reason why he's bad is, okay, the worst thing that nigga's done to Giannis, right, is convince him that he needs to shoot threes, right? It's so bad. It It's like he gets out there, right, and... Obviously, nobody's guarding him. Like, his defender is in the paint at all times, which I don't even really understand that because I thought there's such such thing as three-second violations, right? But <laughs> be that it is me. It's like he sees the, his defender in the paint, and then he's like, fuck, like, this is when niggas tell me I have to shoot. And then he shoots it. 
and it just doesn't look fluid. You know when you can when you see a real hitter, fam, and it's in motion and he shoots it. Like Giannis just steps there, he looks at the defender, he's like, "Fuck, should I do it? Oh, fuck, I'm gonna do it." And then he shoots it, and it's an air ball or a badass brick. And I'm like, "Fuck, Giannis, bro." And then him going downhill. First of all, the buck is out, fam. The jig is up. Niggas aren't letting them just dunk on them no more, fam. Like, the moment that guy steps in the paint, you are going to shoot free throws. I don't give a fuck, fam. Man, man say, I got six on me. You know what I'm saying? I got six in the tuck. And when my six runs out, my nigga got six. And then my other nigga got six. You will not just dunk on me. It won't work. And then he goes up to the free throw line and the nigga shooting like 50% free throws, that fam. That nigga's throwing darts at the rim. Fam, it is. It is fucked. It is so fucked, bro. Like, it's to the point where, and I'm I'm ranting like this because, bro, like, niggas don't want to hear about fantasy. I got him on my fantasy team. So it's forcing me to watch the dude. And the guy is bad, fam. Like, I'm like, bro, like, if you're struggling like this in the regular season, how can I expect you to be a player in the postseason? And the fuck thing is, like, Drew Holiday, he's been great. He's home for the holidays this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, his game is legit. Brooke Lopez is fucking trash. <laughs> but, like, yo, fam, Giannis is, I say all this to say Giannis is going to realize very, very, very soon that money cannot buy you happiness. And it will definitely not buy you a championship because you don't got it. But man's can move on. So. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me get my piece in. So. When O'Head say the game is fucked up now, you know, those men that are sitting under a porch in a rocking chair, the old NBA players saying the game is fucked up now. I un- I hear them now. Watching Giannis this year helped me realize what they're talking about. You got mans who are 6'10", six, six, can't shoot free throws on the perimeter taking step backs because the media forced him to. The game is fucked. That's all it is, though. But yo, it depends on who we talk to. If we talk to Shaq, Shaq will tell him to park himself in the in the trenches and turn his shoulder. Like simple things. But like I guess Damn. the pressure is on yeah, him. Shaq, Shaq was playing with Bro, the I thought the whole point of getting um Brooke Lopez and surround surrounding yourself with three three point shooters is that your ass never leaves the paint. Why the fuck are you on the three point line? Yo, he's not a back to the basket, man. Fam, you don't have to be a back to the basket. You just have to be a face. That's what separates that's what, no, no, no. That's what, that's what separates the the the, the men that are actually paint post paint demons, like the like the man's like Embiid, who we see, Jokic, even though to a lesser degree of how we hear about it, but the guys that are actually making a living on that block are for the most part the back to the basket guys. Yeah, AD's the only one can think facing up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why can't he He's be like AD, AD or a super or, or even even if you don't want to give him AD, why can't he be like a supercharged Bam off the block? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't he Bam is not backing you down to the basket? But every but you know why he can't be Bam? Because at least Bam has a mid range. Bam has some semblance of a 15 footer. Giannis got the game fucked up, fam. He has the game all fucked up. You can't shoot a mid range, but now you're shooting the threes. Come on, fam. I don't honestly. I don't care about the mid range. First of all, I don't care. I don't care about the mid range as much as I care about the free throws. Still, me personally, you can't be on the three point line taking step backs. Meanwhile, you go to the line, and every other shot is an air ball, or barely clipping the rim. Like he looks like he's shooting a ten pound ball out there. It's nuts. Medicine ball thing. <laughs> yeah, like come on, man. Like you. 
Yo, and the weirdest thing about it is, I feel like he was a better shooter in his first year in the league than he is right now. Bro, I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> know. It's going to be rough, though. It's going to be rough. But again, I still have them in the Eastern Conference Finals as champions, so you could put it on, on the record right now. Print the receipt. Print the receipt. I'm putting it out there right now. But let's move forward because we got a, two more things we got to talk about before we go on break. Um, uh, next, we got the Raptors. So, Raptors have been sl- starting off slow. We just took a big L to the Pelicans. Okay, let me relax. It wasn't a big L. We took our second L to the Pelicans this season. Um, and it's just been real, real, real bad for the starting of the, the season for the Raptors especially. Um, what do you guys think about our All-NBA player? Chris, I'm going to shoot it to you. <laughs> Yo, fam. <laughs> Honestly, guys, really, really think back the last time you heard you heard of a max player, an all NBA player being disciplined, being benched in street clothes. Like, fam, that that alone. Who does that speak to? Who does that speak to, though? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but that instance alone, like that happening, and man's just saying like so early in the season, like the 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 time of the season holds no significance to me because I I literally. Could not even come up with any name. And yo, fam, we've seen niggas do some fucked up shit, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen niggas do crazy shit. Fam, like, when you hear it, when state, you know, <laughs> left the state and didn't fam, tell them where he was. Eh? <laughs> fam, when you hear about, when you hear about, um, when you hear like these old, these, these old players talk about, and I'm talking about like old superstars talking about like the escapades that they were on back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hear that type of shit and you're like, fam, like, all right, um, so how the fuck? I understand he stormed off the court, right? I, I completely understand that. But if Mans actually saw him as that player, there, you cannot convince me that that would have you in street clothes when at that point you did not have a win, fam. You did not have a win. And we're putting our max player in street clothes. And then he comes out the next night, last night, and look at the effort, fam. They won that game he didn't play, and we won the game he didn't play in Kev. But 10 points on the next night when you come back, fam, like, yo, it's bad. It, it's going to get bad, bro. It's going to get really bad because at this point, the fans were already starting to turn on him. You know what I'm saying? Just off the bubble. But a lot of us came into this season and said, all right, you come out this year and show us that you're back, all things are forgiven. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you walk into the booth with, with, with the priest and you, and you confess your sins and you walk out a new man. That's what we were prepared to do with our guy Siakam. And instead he came, he comes back with his pants still down, fam. It's it's crazy. It's crazy, fam. So are you buying are you buying are you buying the rap? Fam. I don't even remember the question. What was are the you question? buying or selling the Raptors uh slow start? Fam, we're, I'm buying it. We're not making the playoffs, bro. It's it and it's gonna get bad, fam. It's going to get bad. I Allow me here. Just give me some time. Let me <laughs> let the beat build here. First of all, Nick Nurse, put that man in street clothes every single time. Listen to me. You do not foul out, play like dog shit, and storm off the court. And you're not LeBron James. When I see LeBron do it, I get cheesed. You're crazy if you think, I'm going to be cool with a man like Pascal doing it. Don't get it twisted. This is Nick Nurse's team. Pascal is not that guy. We established that already. You are not, this is not your team. This is Nick Nurse's team. So he's not allowing no foolishness from anybody. 
Because as much of a seasoned vet as Kyle Lowry is, he's never done that. And those and Raptors have had some hard times. They've had some heartbreaking losses. We've been swept in the finals. And no man came like that. And you're telling me you're 0-4, you're 0-3 at the time, and you're fouling out and you're, you're storming off the court? I don't care if there's five seconds left. You don't do that. It's that simple. So every single time if I'm Nick Nurse, you're playing the street clothes because I'm not letting this happen again. And it won't. Now, Pascal comes out again, and as Chris said, he's dog shit. Right? I've, I've been out of this guy. But I thought he was going to come back and at least be what he was last year. Some semblance of that. And he's been terrible. The Raptors, it doesn't make any sense because, first of all, we all acknowledge that Gasol was shit. And there's no way that our start is attributed to Mark Gasol not being there. But the Serge Ibaka loss, I didn't think it would alter our entire franchise like this. Because in my head, I thought we had established something where, based on the culture, based on Nick Nurse, we're going to get it done somehow. We're going to be a playoff team until Mazak Lowry are gone. So now... We're looking like, for. let me make it clear, I'm, I'm buying this slow start because we look like shit. We gave Pascal his money last year. We just gave OG almost 20 million a year and tied up our cast space. And he can't dribble in year four. So that leap that Mando were expecting is not happening. And it's tough now because we just got to live with what we have. Fred Van Vliet is playing well, but Fred Van Vliet and Lauer are playing very well, I should say. But they're still 6-1 and 5-10. So they can't carry the team. So now Mans are just looking at Pascal with a sour face and OG's inconsistency <laughs> saying it is what it is at this point. Bro, Pascal Siakam fam. Yo, how fall, bro. He was never supposed to be as good, fam. fam how did he No, nah, but good. yo, how did it get like this though, bro? I like, think it not got like this because people had high aspirations for a guy that was performing out of his player grade, for lack of a better word. Pascal was outperforming himself, and I think he knew no, that. No, 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 but this, right now, this is a mental thing, fam. This, this is a mental thing. Right now, like, what we've seen from for him of the past six months, I should say, since the, 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 end of, since the NBA ended in March, this is mental. Like, this is mostly mental. Man, we saw what he did in that finals. That man was an absolute mess. Not Sorry, in the playoffs. He was a mess. A fucking mess. Now we we can't even come to hard to the Rockets and start with a Siakam package. We couldn't, fam. And that's what's dangerous, bro. That's what's. This is why I'm saying it's going to get bad because, fam, it's it's the thing is with Siakam, right? The thing is with Siakam, and the thing is with our fans. And what I'm saying about if 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 he already looks this mentally weak, if Mads are saying this mental, and he's looking like this, bro. When Toronto turns on you, yo, kiss the baby, fam. I don't think they'll they'll they won't they we won't turn on them as long as years though. Fam, yo, we it'll get dark. It'll get really dark. It'll get really dark for the man. And I'm like, because it's to the point where a man like me, I'm looking at Siakam and I just expect him. I'm asking, like, can I just get 16? Can I get 16 points per game? And I said this already in the group chat. Like, if you sign your max player and he's not giving you 24 points a game, and Right, he's not going to give you 24 points a game, but he better give you that type of value on the defensive end like Rudy Gobert. If you're not doing either of those, it's like, how can I respect you? You know what I'm saying? How can I respect you? Need, you need to pick your pants up on one of the ends, fam. Somewhere. I don't understand how it got this bad. I don't. 
Like, I was always saying, yo, Siakam, man's were championing the man. Man's were saying, yo, team, yo, I'm all in on Siakam. When he got his money, I said, money well deserved. Money well earned. And he's betraying me right now. He's betraying man's right now, fam. Well, in all honesty, I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm selling, or sorry, I'm buying their slow start because our team's not that talented, for lack of a better word, like. We have players that can play, but like overall, our team's not that good. Like Pascal, in my opinion, was outperforming himself. I don't think he was ever that guy. I think he was playing out of his mind for a while. And then I'm not going to say it's come down to earth because I don't think he's this bad, but I don't think he's what he was last season either. Um, but Rob, on yeah. paper, right? Just after this, on paper, are you taking the Raptors or are you taking Indiana? Indiana. I'm taking Indiana. Right now, See, Indiana. No, no, I'm not saying right now. I'm not saying right I'm, I'm saying like at the beginning of the year, if a man said, which roster do you want to start the year oh, off to okay, win the most okay. games? That's what I'm saying. I would have took Toronto. I would have took Toronto. I would have took Toronto yeah, just because of the continuity. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Not the continuity. I'm saying dash all of that out the window, fam. Um, you said that we're just not very talented. I'm saying just oh, based okay. on talent. That's it. No, 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 no. That's two different questions. Because if you ask me which team I thought would have won more games, I would have took Toronto just because of the continuity of the team. Okay. But if you ask me which team was more talented, Indiana is. Indiana. I would have took Indiana. No. I think I got to take Indiana still. Nah. See, imagine letting it seep in and I I hear it. But you cannot tell me that on day one, niggas aren't taking Toronto. That's not the question. You better start this, Chris. Imagine starting Aaron Baines. The next side has Miles Turner. One side has Pascal Siakam, the next time niggas, has Sabo. Niggas rate Miles Turner now. Miles Turner was dog shit coming into the year. I rate, I rate Miles Turner over Aaron Baines. We're doing comparables here. All right. Okay. The last right. of two evils. Come okay, on, fam. So, all right. All right. All right. So, <laughs> Kalo, Kalo and Fred versus Malcolm Brogdon and Victor Oladipo would have definitely gone to the Toronto Raptors. Right. So, we're, two, we're, we're, we're tied right. right now. We're tied right no, now. No, we're not. Right? No, we're not. We're up 2-1 right. right now. No, we're not. I just told you Miles Turner and then Sabonis over Pascal. You might as well have took it to taking Sabonis over Pascal coming in. Ah, Kev, you might be on Pascal, your own. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, might as well yeah. doing that. I don't I'm know about that one. I don't know about man, that one. Man, yo, but remember, I'm the fir- remember, I was the first man that said that Pascal. I fear. I fear. But I would have okay. taken I would have taken Siakam. Okay, right? fine. Okay. I we're, at a, we're at an impasse then. So yeah. So what, what I'm saying is, the talent is there. That's basically, that's all I'm saying. The talent is there. So it, it's not about talent. And that's why it's about Siakam. That's what it's about. It's, it's also about the OG, Siakam. though. Let's not excuse OG, eh? Because OG's supposed nah, to be the nah, guy nah, to nah, take nah. the leap, and no, I don't no, see no leap. No, no, no. No, 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 no. See, this is what I said last part. When you give a man the money, and now you're expecting to do something that he was never supposed to do. Well, no, OG, OG deserved his money, but off the strength of what he's been doing. I'm a big OG fan. Like, OG deserved his money Why? off of the strength of what he, he's been doing. Why? Because Why? I, I, already, oh, I already told you guys. I already, I already told you guys. I told you guys in the last pod. He's going Yo, out there the defending the number one player on the opposite the team every single night. That's thing. why. That's they didn't give him that 18 He shot 50% last year. Yo, they didn't give him that 18 million to do what you're doing. And that's the problem. Again, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. What I'm saying is... Too many people have the same sentiment that Rob just expressed. You're supposed to take the leap. Based on what? Because I gave you money? You sh- Maybe you shouldn't have gave him that money then if that's what you, if you expect him to do more than he did. That's my issue with these guys. You pay these men, expect them to do something they've never shown flashes of. 
You shot 45, you shot 50%, but shooting 50% on 10 shots when you only shoot when you're wide open or cut into the basket is a lot different when we tell you to put the ball in the hand, when we put your ball in your hands and say, go make a play. Those are two different things. And he has shown that he still cannot do anything like that. He yeah, looks I like he cannot that, dribble. I think and the so I that Rob is referring to it is that creation. You know what I'm saying? Is that I don't think this, this lands on OG. Game. This is a line on OG because in all honesty, OG's doing exactly what he did last year and we won bare games. Who is not performing like they did last year? One man. Ma'am, it's all on Siakam. It's 100% on Siakam. 100%. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Siakam plays better. We would have been 5-1, but there's a big difference here still. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Raptors turn it around, but I am buying the slow start. But let's finish off one more subject before we get to break because we're running a little long here. Uh, <clears throat> so are we buying or selling the Sixers hot start? I'm going to buy it, and I'll tell you why I'll buy it. I'll keep it short and sweet. Anytime Embiid is motivated to play the game of basketball and is putting up 26 points a game, the Sixers will win more often than not. Simple as that. I think I, I, as, as good as Ben Simmons is, as good as Tobias Harris is, as good as Doc Rivers is in the supporting cast, I think Embiid is the catalyst to the team. When Embiid's not motivated to play, they don't perform well. When Embiid is ready to play basketball, they perform well. Obviously, with Ben Simmons on his, with his side, because we've seen even in the playoffs when he is playing well, it just wasn't enough. But I feel like with Ben Simmons on his side and him being motivated to play basketball and him playing both sides of the ball and doing what he's doing right now, they're going to win. And as long as that keeps going, I don't see what's stopping them. Um, I'm selling for the opposite of what you just said, Robs. I don't rate the players that need external motivation in the sense that I don't need the league to turn on you and the media to turn on you. I don't want the league and media to turn on you for you to turn your game around. That type of motivation for me is fickle and it can disappear as the season goes along. And they're going to be good. Don't get me wrong. They still got five and one. They're going to be a top four seed in, in the East, but I don't think they, when it's all said and done, they're the best team in the East as we speak right now, or even at the end of the year. So I'm I'm selling the hustle to a degree. I'm not saying that they're not going to be good, but I'm not I'm not buying an 83% win percentage. I'm buying, fam, and that was pretty obvious, but I'm buying. You got to protect your chicken if you want to buy on this stock, fam. And man's got to buy this one. You got to, yo, fam, it's it's one of those where Ben Simmons isn't even playing that well, right? He's He's been off to begin the year. And when man say that Embiid's motivated now, he's not motivated by the media or motivated by ancillary bullshit like that. He's motivated by the fact that he was ass last year. It's an internal right, motivation. But that's not, but that, but part of that is what has been said about him. Nah, but you, fam, what's been said, oh, his conditioning, retete, whatever, whatever. I'm not talking about his conditioning or anything like that. His, it's just his play, like his play on the court right now is better than it was last year because he understands that he's he was bad last year, objectively bad. So like, I'm going to buy it. Like, he he has high standards for himself. He understands that he needs to play like a top 10 player because his talent demands it. And he's playing like that top 10 player this year. And then I expect Ben Simmons to turn it around, get back to his high, you know, high shooting. Right now, all other aspects of his game is still there. He's still very active. Triple-double last night. He'll always be a menace on defense. And the supporting cast is great. As I said, it fits. We don't have the name value like how we would have had in years past, but coming into this year, I said everything fits well. 
Everybody knows their role, knows exactly what they need to do out there. We've gotten steps forward from my man's Seth Curry, you know, the real Curry, the true chef. He's out there hooping 50% field goal on the year so far. I love it. I love it. And then you have other guys that's coming in. Tyrese Maxey as a rookie, not doing too much, not doing too little. You're hooping. My my guy Shake Milton, the shake spot, you know what I'm saying? Coming in, doing his role-playing defense deflections. Fam, we're a force to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference, and we will be that. I Coming in, I said Philly to the finals. It will happen. Spoken like a true Philly Just fan. Just keep in mind, this guy once said that the Sixers will touch an NBA Finals before the Lakers, though. Yeah, that was before LeBron James fucking saved you guys. What? <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> if I knew LeBron James was going to go up, there a year later, then the, I would have said I. The NBA history and you look up the, which one made it first, LeBron James' name won't be beside it still. If you, if, you click, if you click and open it up and see who was playing, sure. But the fact is the Lakers made it there first. What we got next, Rob? We got a break next. We're going to come back and talk about some of these player performances. Um... Because honestly, some of these guys, it's out of the mind. But we'll get into it once we come back after the break. So stay tuned. And we're back. We're back. We're back. So look, now we're going to get into some of these performances from players. Um, not individual performances, but just kind of how they've been performing as the season has been going along. Um, because it's either been surprising, it may meet your expectations, or it may be subpar in all honesty. But let's start it out with the Blue Arrow, Jamal Murray. And let me just start it off here. I know who Jamal Murray is. I know who, what he's capable of. Going into the bubble, he outperformed. He had this big bubble play, and I think people changed perspective of him as being the next guy, the next guy to take that step. Right now, he's averaging 21 points, 4.5 rebounds, 3 assists on 43, 45, 44% shooting. I'm buying, I'm buying him as this guy. I'll, I'll concede to that. But I don't think he's any better than this guy. I think that that this is exactly what Jamal Murray is. A 20 point, 22 point per game score and nothing more. I could be wrong, but that's exactly who I think he is. I don't think he's the 27, 28 points per game score that people envision him to be, to be honest. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm buying at this level still. This is who I expect him to be. Um, and again, that's not any disappointment for me because as I said, I expect him to be this guy. I think when he's level, meaning... He's not hot. He's not cold. On this Denver team, he's 21 points per game around that area. And I still don't think that's enough to warrant an all-star berth. Um, that doesn't take anything away from his game specifically, but when we start trying to get into the conversation of him being a superstar and things of that nature, which they try to have that conversation, um, I think it gets tough for him. The thing is, right, I'm first of all, I'm buying him at 21 around 21 22 points a game and i think that's perfectly fine i'm not like i don't think that's anything wrong but like at the same point his 21 on the season average right now like he opened the year at like with a one for nine performance which is obviously an aberration right that's kind of jamal murray he's been kind of inconsistent throughout his career yeah but if you if you throw that game out he's at 25 points a game but I'm, i'm just i'm just saying like i'm just saying so like the don't the notion that jamal murray has came in and he's only at 21 points a game. Like he had one bad night to open the season. And since then, since that one night blunder, he's been everything that man's expected him to be. 
well, I'm talking about like everything in, in terms of um, him coming in and taking a, a little small step forward in terms of his usage rate. See, like, yo, he's been Chris, this is this is the part know, I don't like it. That's not what you were saying a couple weeks ago, yo. That's exactly what I was saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't throw out one game in a four-game sample size. That's 25% of his of, of, of the games. You can't do that. You know how many players I can pick right now and throw out one game and they're averaging 25 a game right now? If I throw out Terry Rozier's one game, he's averaging like 30 as we speak. Come on, fam. And he's been fucking hooping. Right. I, okay, but we gonna, okay, but we can't do that. You can't throw out one game in a four-game sample size. That doesn't even I'm make not, sense. Fam, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, he had one bad game, and besides that one bad game, he's been... Everything that man's expected out of Jamal Murray. This is why we play eighty-two. This is why we look at averages. Yes. And we so, which is, I'm not. I opened. I opened the statements by saying that he will end his season probably around twenty-one, twenty-two. I'm just saying the fact that man's are saying that this is where we expected him to really be. I'm hold the buck on that a little bit because if you take out the one game, he's above it. That's all I'm saying. I can't hear that. So, but like yo, that did day. <laughs> I can't just snatch out the game. Man, just played four games. You just out it. So, so hold on, we're only gonna look. At, we're gonna take out the games where man's play bad. This, yo, this is my Bro, thing. If, if man's gonna thing. move stupid, so, if man's gonna move stupid, can go continues. Continues. This, so, is how, continues. this is the thing. You guys have man's love to analyze when they're hot, but we just move like the when man's get cold, man's just don't get cold. He was cold to start the season, and he's played better since then because he played so bad in that first game. He had to play good. For his numbers to get to, to what we consider to be normalized at 21. What about that sentiment? Why are we framing it as, yo, just throw that one out, he's averaging 25? What about the fact that he played so bad in that first one, he had to play better to normalize to what we expect him to be? You can flip this any single way. That's why I don't care about that one game. I look at the trend, I look at the averages. Mats can drop 50, drop five in the next night. That's you're still 55 points in total. You can't just throw things out how you feel. That's why we play 82. Big facts. <laughs> but yeah, I, I envision him around 21, to be honest with you. And if he goes up from here, then I'll be the first to swallow my words and, and, and say that he, he, he took the leap that everyone else thought he was going to take. But honestly, I, this it's is not about guy. talent. It's not even about talent. It's about the team and the team that he plays on. Like They don't even need him to do that. Well, them being one and four, we might say differently. But what we expected is that they're not going to need this guy to go out there and be a fucking Herculean effort every single night. True. But the way Gary Harris has been playing lately, it might need... <laughs> They might need that Herculean effort sooner or later because it's not looking bright on that side. But let's move forward. Um, next on the docket, uh, we got Colin Sexton. I'm buying. I said in the in a previous pod, we got the receipts. He's a bucket. Efficient bucket at that. And like one thing I like about him now is that like <clears throat> in years past, he used to settle a lot. Uh, and he, he, he used to like to get to his spots. But it just looks like now he's getting it from anywhere on the floor. Corner trade, top of the key, mid-range floater. He, he will literally score inside the paint like he's a big man. Tip backs. Slow 6-1 guy springing off the board, throwing it right back up there. I love the way he plays, bro. I'm buying it. He's a certified bucket. Anywhere on the court, he's dangerous from. What do you guys think? Uh, am I buying him at 26 a game on 55% shooting? No. Um, am I buying him somewhere between that once the, the, the hot start normalizes? Yes, because as Rob said, this guy's a bucket. Last year, he averaged 21 a game on 47% from the field, 38 from three, and 85 from the line. We know he plays for the Cavs, and we know we have a predis- like a, a notion of Sexton that he's ass. But that's an absolute bucket. There's men who we consider to be legitimate scorers in this league who can't score at that efficiency level. 
and we know he's hooping with scrubs. So I'm buying Sexton at a less to a lesser degree because he is a bucket. That in no way points to how good I think he is as an overall player, but in terms of putting the ball in the basket, he's at, he's he is top tier. Yeah, it feels dirty to say that, um, or like filthy coming out of your mouth when you're talking about Colin Sexton being like one of the best scorers in the league, but he just might be he just might be and i'm buying it i'm buying him as such like i'm buying his hot start obviously he's not going to shoot 55 percent, but the fact that he shot 40 percent, 47 percent last year from the from the entire field it's not far off to say that huh i'm not i'm saying he can only go down so much from his 55 if he shot yeah that's what i'm saying like he shot 47 last year i can't i'm not going to say that he's going to dip below the 47 and if we're talking about improvements and he had a long time to improve his game it looks like he's improved his game i would say that he settles around 49 50%. And if you're going to do that while dropping your points per game because I think the points per game are is going to hold up. He's one of the best scorers in the league and that's just period. So yeah, I buy it. Yeah, I'm buying it. So I'm a fan if you haven't noticed already. Shout out my boy Colin Sexton. Shout out Sexline for the first part. Be honest. Cleveland yeah, on the way I was up. playing good. Like before the season started, I called him trash, and then he came out and started playing nice. Hey, he's playing well. He surprised me because honestly, I thought that guy was garbage last year. <laughs> I think I think we we're joking about it on the pod. I man, let me say, yo, like that nigga's dookie, and he's come out and he's played well. So yeah, and they're shot. winning. These yo, the Cavs are four and two as we speak. Still, <laughs> we got to mention that. It's just not a joke. <laughs> like, <mine laughs> they're looking better than their Raptors. We can't we can't harp on these well, teams. Kevin Love is ass though, but like. And then come out and not talk about them when they go four and two. Still, so, uh, yeah. Kevin Love. Kevin, yeah, Kevin watch. Love's been asked, but yo, you know, man, see what Javale McGee's doing out there. Yeah, yo, I again, I said this. I never understood why the Lakers were in such a rush to get rid of that guy. I liked him because in my head, he's a man that doesn't complain about his role. You have him as a makeshift bullshit starter, which is pretty offensive to just a man in general. Where you start him, but playing nine minutes a game. And he was doing his thing in those moments. He played hard. He sat on the bench. He cheered the te- for the team. I never saw an issue with that. The rush to go get a man like Mark Gasol, who, whose legs are are washed at this point, never really made sense to me. So I didn't like the, us losing McGee. And he's playing well off the bench. We know what he does. He's, playing, he's, he's playing really well. Like He's out there. He's grabbing boards every single night in limited minutes. You know, he's scoring. The only thing I don't really rate about him that what he's doing out there, Bickerstaff has him shooting fadeaway jump shots and, and three point shoot shots. They need to they need to settle that down. But besides that, five star effort out of McGee. But yeah, that is the league though. You got niggas out here like Biombo shooting three point shots and having his announcer catch a stroke at his old age. Like <laughs> Oh my crazy. god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, yo, let's move forward. Uh, got, next player we got is Jalen Brown, which has been on a hot streak. Honestly, there's some discussions. I know this is a wild take, but there's some discussions there. So people saying whether or not um he's better than Tatum, which I think is premature, obviously. Um, but there are some people out there thinking that he'll have a better season than Tatum when it's all said and done, which I don't believe myself. But right now on the season, he's averaging uh twenty. Seven and a half, five rebounds, three assists with two steals on 57% shooting. Um, obviously, I'm not buying that because I don't think he's going to be that good. But 
I could definitely see him improving from the 20 that he scored last year, especially with going to Hayward God. Like, I think he'll set it somewhere around 24 a game. Um, rest of his stats look clean, but he's not shooting 57% from the floor. Like, even if he shoots 50% from the floor, that'll be an improvement on 48 because there's no way you're putting up 27 and a half and scoring it like you're a big man from the wing position. Again, and getting yeah. two trades a game. It's just not possible. Yeah, facts. Uh, I'm buying his hot start in the sense that I think he can be this good. Um, I don't know if he's better than Tatum. I think it's too early to say, although if he continues to play like this, there will be a real discussion because I think generally generally, generally people think Brown is a better um, defender than Tatum. I think Tatum obviously hasn't beaten the playmaking aspect, but Tatum's not like an elite playmaker by any means. But I'm, buy- I'm buying Brown. He's carrying this offense right now because I think Tatum's struggling. Um, no Kemba. Hayward's gone, obviously. This offense looks like absolute garbage, and he's averaging 57% throughout it. And he's not shooting hot. He's not hot from three either. He's shooting 37% from three. So, like, he's getting it at the rim and in between. So, I love him, man. That wing tandem is looking like a problem for years to come still. You just have to hope for health because this guy's still only 24. And that's why it shouldn't be taboo for Mass to say that he's better than Tatum because in his own right, off of his own merit, off of his own pedigree, like, this guy was a number three pick in the in the draft. So it's not like we're talking to man that about a man that like that's like getting it out of the mud. You know what I'm saying? A guy that's like batting above uh, or punching above his weight class. We're talking about a guy that has the talent, and he's right now he's he's playing better than Tatum, and it's undeniable. Will it continue? I don't know if I can buy that aspect, but I will buy that this is who Jalen Brown will be. I think he's going to settle around about like fifty percent, fifty one percent, because like you guys say, like when I watch him, he's attacking the shit out of the ball bro he's downhill with it he's not taking no fucking fadeaways or 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 weak shit weak weak sauce shit like tatum tatum is the one that's taking all the finesse shots jalen brown is in the trenches he's attacking you he wants to dunk on your head so like i'm buying his 50 i'm buying him plus 50 percent 55 56 i won't buy that but plus 50 percent i'm gonna buy that part 50 percent's a stretch for me just amount of three-pointers he shoots and he takes a lot of twos all like long like jumpers so 50 percent's hard for me to buy but like again if he shot 48 percent last year he's career 47 so even if he's at 48 like that's still elite one thing i say you gotta fix the free throws though you can't be a yeah. career 37 free th- three-point shooter and you're shooting 67 percent from your career it just can't happen and but uh, there's you go through two stages with a player, right? You go through the stage where you're just amped that he's performing this way, and then you get to the stage where you got to analyze the actual faults and say, okay, we understand you're this good, but where can you be better or where are you lacking? He can play this way all season, but there's going to come one specific time in the season, the playoffs, when Mads needs to go to the line 10 times in a game, and he's going to make six of them. And that can't happen. Yeah, especially if he, if he wants to be a guy, he has to hit those throws. Manson, he's going to make an all-star appearance this year? Yeah. yeah. There's no an all-star question. game. Yeah, but they're still giving an all-star. But I'm saying the selection. Yeah, yeah. Just nah, selection. no question. Oh, they're still right giving now, no selections? Question. Yeah, they're still giving Yeah, they would have to. Yeah, fuck up a man's money. What do you mean? I didn't... I've seen the all-star game is an exhibition times. If it's not there, I didn't yes, see the all-star game. That's ingrained yeah, yeah, into yeah, their contracts, fam. Yeah, that's their money, fam. I didn't know that. That's ingrained into all NBAs and things like that. But not you know I think... I think he just missed out last year with Hayward and Kemba missing the season to start. Like you, I, I always expect him to be an all-star this year, and he's making himself like 
absolutely no question. Like, write your name on a ballot type of thing. Like, you're in. Yeah, I hear that still. I agree. If, if, if the All-Star games are happening, if the All-Star selections are still happening, he can definitely take a man a man's place because the way he's playing right now is, is bonkers. But um, I got this one for you guys. So we all know that Jeremy Grant was on Denver, had the opportunity to sign back and be the starter in place of Paul Millsap. He said, nah, I want a bigger role. I want to go to Detroit in the wasteland of Detroit and go out there and ball my head off. And I was laughing at it at first. I'm like, yo, who does this guy think he is? Like, This guy thinks he's some type of next type of guy to go out there and be the number one option for a team that's their shit. And then I looked at the numbers and I was like, damn. He's out there working still. Like He's actually out there working. He's averaging 23 a game, 5.5 boards, 1.4 assists, a steal and a block a game, shooting 44 and 85 from the line with 2.6 trades a game. And I'm definitely selling I am selling the hell out of this. If this guy continues this for the rest of the season, I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong. But I can definitely see by next week, not next week, maybe two, three weeks from now, that this guy goes down to 16 a game. Because that's who he is. Foolishness, man. <laughs> foolishness, foolishness, foolishness. He, he's staying. Fam, you have to understand that at the end of the day, whatever you he's want to say about a player, <laughs> opportunity rules all, fam. Opportunity yeah. rules all. What do you mean 16 points a game? Do you know what he would have to shoot? To His field goal percentage would have to be in order to go to 16 points a game? Only a matter of time before the league figures you out, you know. If Jamal Murray could average 18 last season, he could definitely average 16. Because Man, he's taking 18 shots a night. And as I said again, when the league figures him out, right, and he, it could he cramps down, it. he's going to go down to 16 a game. There's no shame in that. He could change. Yo, here's my thing, right? I think the better question is, is he this good? I think that's the better question because that eliminates the whole opportunity talks because he may get the 18 shots a game for the rest of the season and he averages 23 or he may not and he averages 16. I think the better question is, is he this good? No, I'm not stupid. <laughs> Fam, opportunity rules all at, at the end of the day. And if he's going to go out there First of all, it's not like he's taking contested pull-up jump shots. He's not doing that. Like he's most taking of the contested threes. Fam, he, it's not like he's like on ball, like pulling up on niggas, bro. That's not what he's doing. Looks disgusting. Like, he's not doing that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, most of the times when he's on ball, he's driving. And then most of his threes are assisted. So... Why? Why? Unless you're going to tell me that he's going to shoot worse than the 44 percent that he's shooting right now, then I he, he very he might well he might well it's it's actually possible still. It's yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, if you're going to tell me that, but like I wouldn't yeah. say that he's gonna he's gonna go to like 39. No, nah, but <laughs> like, I think it's at 41 still. But he could shoot because you know, at, at this point, I don't think the the NBA teams have adjusted. Give him a next two more. I, I say give him a two three weeks though. When man's actually start to look at the numbers and say, and look at the scouting report, and they realize he can't dribble, and he just takes, like, he can't make contested shots, he can't create. Man's just going to put him in a situation where they're rolling off the rim, and he's going to have to start shooting those contested jumpers or pass the ball, and that's when I think he's going to see a drop. I don't think he's, I think he's settled somewhere around 18, 19 still, which for him, with the bag, Keep in mind, he's not doing this for the bag. He already got the bag. So anything he's doing right now is, is he's cool. It's just off the strength of him. So. Yeah, he's just having fun still. So shout out to him, but I know better. I definitely so, know better. 
That guy yeah, is yeah. in more in the vein of friggin' Aaron Gordon than anything else, and I'll stand by well, that for the two weeks. If a man like Jamal Murray, as talented as he is, settles in at 21 a game, and I got to watch a man like Jeremy Grant average 23, I'm going to be cheesed. Uh. <laughs> Detroit is just a joke team. Definitely a joke team. But let's move on to the last player that we got on the docket today. Uh, the Crucifix, shout out Josh Lloyd, Christian Wood. I'm buying because, in all honesty, I'll tell you why. Christian Wood, when he first came out, him and Rashad Vaughn, you got a UNLV, they're a tandem. And Rashad Vaughn, for whatever reason, was the guy that kept getting the contracts, and Christian Wood was bouncing between the G League. And then now he comes on Detroit last season, and he has a he had a better second half than he did a first half. Um, but, like, his game translates. Like, I don't see anything in his game that would tell me that this isn't who he is. He could pick. And roll, he can pick and pop. He can do what he needs to do, and he's not horrible on defense. And in a, especially in the Houston offense, I don't see, I don't see how he he can't sustain what he's doing right now. Like, Fine. I, just don't I see feel how. like I feel like I feel like a point last year. I told Mans that, or not last year, but sometime in the off season, I said Charlotte has to sign him, right? And I was championing Christian Wood, and I feel like Mans told me to ease up. I feel like Hans yes. told me to ease up how yeah, he's did. not that he's not that good. He's really I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm not trying to lie on Mans, but I feel like that's what I remember. Niggas yes. were wrong. Yes, correct. Correct. Niggas were wrong. Because Christian Wood is doing exactly what I thought he would do if he went to Charlotte. And just imagine if they had him on Charlotte. That's all I'm saying. Um, so you're buying or selling? I'm buying, fam. Obviously, I'm buying. I said that off yeah, rip. Yeah, you got to answer the question, man. I said that off uh-huh. rip, and I said, I feel like niggas told me he was shit, and y'all were wrong. Okay. Uh, again, this is another one. I'm buying the production. This His numbers are right in line with his per 36 numbers over his career. Like He's not doing anything that his numbers don't suggest he could do when given the minutes. So I'm buying. But I just don't think he's as good as the numbers reflect. Because right now he's looking like Towns. Like he's putting up Towns numbers. And I don't think he's that good. So it's another one of those where I think the better question would have been, is he this good? When I watch him out there, he's one of those guys that his basketball IQ is not very high. He's extremely talented. But the thinking part of the game, you know, the decision making when you have the ball in your hands, I think he still has a bad team mentality in the sense of he has no situational awareness. Um, and that's understandable because he's literally been on bad teams his entire life and he's played garbage time minutes. So he's not necessarily supposed to have it. But I think if the Rockets do plan on competing, I think some of his, um, I'd say not trends, but some of the things he's accustomed to doing, he's going to have to change. But he's been great. And for what Houston paid, like you can't get any better than what the fuck this guy's doing, man. This guy's averaging 24 and 11. It's nuts. It's nuts. This guy's super talented. And again, my question is always going to be, if he was this good, and again, his per 36 always suggested this, why did he bounce around the league? That's what's always going to hold me back. Because we can say that four teams fucked up, or there's something that happened, or there's something that we haven't seen yet in a Rockets jersey. That out, well, that he said me. that he was a dickhead. Like he said it himself in like one, an article that I seen. Like he said that he was a dick. Uh, he said that he he didn't take direction properly. He was you know fucking off. But he said but once he went to he said once he went to he once he went to China and apparently he got cut from a Chinese team. 
he looked at himself in the mirror and said, nah, like I'm wilding. But this <laughs> you is know what I'm saying? Like, th- I see that. I still see that in him, right? And maybe it's better than it was before, but I still see that in him where if he gets the ball, like, for example, he'll get the ball with maybe 20 seconds on the shot clock and take on four minutes, right? And he might be scoring right now, but the second it doesn't, when it's not working, it looks bad. And I still see that in him. Whether or not he can work that out throughout the season, I hope he can. Because talent-wise, it's not it's, it's no question. His hands are crazy. He can catch, he catches everything. He's finishing above the rim. He's catching lobs. He has John Wall hardened throwing to him. He can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot it. So for me, it's just mental now we're getting to. And if he can continue to get better at that point, he's gonna be a star because he's still 25 years old. And I think Houston gone for what, three three years? Yeah, three years. I think he's making like what? I think it was like forty-seven million a year. Yeah, I think that's what's the contract. Fourteen, fifteen, still. So right now it's looking like a steal. But I, I hope he continues to get better in the mental aspect because I see it, and it's. But again, we're at that point right now where we're just happy he's producing. But once we get like next season, if if he sustains this and man understand he's a twenty-four and eleven guy, then mm-hmm. man's gonna start nitpicking and they'll start taking those things. So hopefully by then he fixes that. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. We'll definitely see what happens with him. But again, I, I do believe in the production as it currently stands, just because it looks really smooth on the court. But again, it, everything looks good until it doesn't, right? So yeah, we'll see that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get a wrap-up shop here? Any players, anything you want to yeah, shout out? Marvin, Marvin Bagley, fam. Marvin Bagley's father. Do all guys know the story? No, I don't know no, the story. No, I don't. Okay, Marvin's ba- Marvin Bagley's father has been on my thing on Twitter. Most recently, last night, he tweeted the Kings and told him to trade it. Um, trade his son. Why aren't they aren't they playing well? The previous, I'm a, I'm gonna get to it. Still, uh, the previous thing that he said on Twitter was there was a game where Marvin Bagley was playing well in the first half, and second half they were playing like shit, and they benched him. They ended up winning the game, going three and one. And in the game, remember this is the Sacramento Kings who are three and one right now which we know is an accomplishment in itself. If their season ended today, they're cool. They don't even need to make the playoffs. They're just happy with that. Their father in that same time when they went 3-1 and one, is tweeting the Hornets, is tweeting, um, complaining about his son's playing time. And then most recently, last night, he, he told the team to trade him. Here's my thing. First of all, Marvin Bagley's father. Your son hasn't even been healthy since he touched the league. What do you want? What are you mad about all these years when he's not playing? He hasn't been healthy. Second of all, your son has been garbage since the day he touched the league. From the day he touched the league, he does not set screens. You have shooters, Bogdanovich, you have Buddy Heald, absolute snipers. If I'm a big man, I want to screen for those guys. He doesn't screen. He wants to come into the game and set up on the low post. Like this is 1996. And it's been that way. He has extremely bad habits. He did the same thing at Duke. But at Duke, it was okay because he could dunk on everybody and he can take everybody to the rim. In the NBA, you can't do that. You have to run sets. You have to run offensive plays. And that's why he doesn't play because he's shit. It's not about the talent. It's his head. And now, with all that said, that's hard enough to deal with. And on top of that, you've been injured your entire career. Now your dad's putting putting it out there on Twitter for you to be traded. You're not worth anything at this point. And the the only team that is going to believe in you enough to play you is the team that took you over Luka Doncic. Because they're going to have to keep trying. Fact. There's no better pastures for that man. Because as I said, it's not a talent thing. If you watch him, please, if you watch him from now on, look at him when he doesn't have the ball in his hand and tell me what he does out there. 
he doesn't even screen properly. He doesn't try. I've seen him blow up entire plays because he's trying to grab, he's trying to demand the ball in the low post. <laughs> I never even knew that was going on, to be honest with you. I didn't know that was going on, but it just sounds like the LeVar Ball effect, fam. Like, all men want to be famous now. Like, I guess that's what's happening. But, like, I don't understand the issue. Like, the team is playing well. It's not like he's not playing. Like, isn't he, like, around, like, 25, 27 minutes yeah. a night? Yeah. Like, you, could, you can be, you like, white side. You want to be like Whiteside? <laughs> you want to be like, you want to just not play? Like, I don't know what they want. I don't know what he wants. Like, 25, 25, 27 minutes a night, that's nothing to slouch at. That's a good amount of work. He's shooting 37%? Yes. What do you want as a father? He's shooting 37% from the field? Yes. So before you go tweet your son, you're tweeting the Kings down to trade him? The Kings are the reason why he's shooting 37%? Joke thing stuff. <laughs> what? I had no idea he's shooting thirty seven percent from the field. That's fucked. Bro, from the minute, and I remember, telling, I remember telling telling our friend Des, this man does not play good basketball. Go look at his highlight tape and Duke. He just stood on the block for the entire season, and he came into the league and tried to do the same thing. And year three, you can't shake those habits. Crazy. Last year, he played thirteen games due to injury. Who's his, who's his father mad at? The man can't even stay healthy. So your son's trying to work his way back to health, which he, we're assuming is he's healthy. He's trying to find himself in this league, and you're going to go create problems for him? Where now man's in the locker room are looking at you side-eye? And he very well may have no response. Like, he may not even be involved in what his father's saying. But yeah, man's but that's what you, mean. You, you need. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I understand that sometimes you can't show your, your, your parents denies it, Especially not black parents. But when you're a professional making that type of money, you're an adult. Offer it. The moment you step into the league, you're an adult, right? Be an adult and tell your dad to shut the fuck up. It's just that. And if I'm a man in the locker room, that's what I'm saying to, to Marvin Bagley. Like, are you a big man or not, fam? That's it. Yo, the like, thing is, like, that's the thing that, that's so hard about this. Like, he can very well tell him to shut the fuck up, and he just might not. And he just might not. I hear that still. But then that's when you need to distance yourself. And it. it but even if you distance Actually, yourself, I, right? yeah, like, I can't even talk about distancing yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah if it's and yeah. still two weeks, supposed to do? That's the hard part a, about it. Yeah, man. it's just a bad that situation. It's easy. Yeah, it's a bad situation, fam. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I already think Marvin Bagley shit, right? But now I can also acknowledge that his dad's not making it any easier for him, and that's tough too. Because this is the man that they took over Doncic. Yeah, but that ship has has already sailed, though. Man's know that. But again, the only team that's gonna believe in you is the one that royally fucked up, eh? True. They gotta get something on this guy. No other team is gonna trade for this guy and give him more minutes. The team that fucked up and took Barv Bagley over him, over Doncic, is gonna be the team that's gonna give you the most chances. So Pops needs to cool out. Still. True. Hopefully, he doesn't do the same thing with his son because his son's at Arizona. His other son's at Arizona State, and he's balling out, looking like it'll be a late round, first round draft pick. So, hopefully, he. Let's him breathe and go through and see exactly what happens. But uh, I like the discussion today, guys. Honestly, like I like this buy or sell idea. Hopefully, we come back next week some with some new ideas and see exactly what's going on. See if some of these buy or sells stick. In all honesty, but until then, it is the hardware report um, available on all streaming platforms every Monday morning, eight AM. Make sure you download, like, comment, subscribe, share it with whoever's interested, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Take care. They won't swallow. We let those sticks breathe. Now my kind, I think they misbreed. Go out and ride like I'm fishing. Another level, I'm on a big lead. 
Take one so much like a beast, please. This fry like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullets still fly like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas still die like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama still cry like.